Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. What's going on, partners? <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> oh, we're, we're back. We're, we're back from uh, wherever we were. Yeah. I would say the future. <laughs> Back to the future, yeah, yes, I've, uh, I've seen it. Yeah, all right. So it's going to be a great beer future. Yeah, I got an early early release, and uh, here I am. So you know, we thought of you later in the year, but uh, you know, You're, you are sort of lucked into that job you uh, little, carved little, out for yourself. A little good behavior, and and I got I got out a little bit early. Um, yeah, we uh, we did uh, two and a half years of uh, can you brew it? I mean, it was a three year time frame. I think we did two. And a half. Well, I got, I got burnt it. like three times, so yeah, that about, seems about right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 like once a year. So. And uh, so uh, we did uh, did a considerable amount on that, but you know, truth be told, it was a lot of work, and uh, you know, it wasn't uh, for lack of lack of effort. It was just uh, you know, each show took an amazing amount of uh, production time and uh, effort in there, and. Try as we might, we we started running out of uh, material. We started running out of uh, interviews. That was the hardest thing to yeah. get because a lot of these uh, brewers, you know, they want to help, but just getting it scheduled uh, for an interview is uh, difficult. Then getting the interview edited and all that. So, uh, what we thought we'd do was uh, kick off a new show. So we've uh, brought back uh, the the wonderful uh, Mike McCajun Brewing brother uh, Jean Plisse uh, by the Bayou. From the Bayou, yes, and uh, yeah, welcome, John. And, Thank you. Uh, we thought we would uh, go back to the uh, the style pile one more time because uh, seventy know, more shows. <laughs> yeah, instantly we got seventy plus more shows to do. Yeah. Well, since uh, we have limited creativity, we have. Yeah, right. Our mental our mental creativity is yeah. is not quite there. But uh, what we're doing is a show called Brin with Style. That was the original name of our show back in the day. You wanted there. that bad too. You were just I didn't want that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, I was I was happy with the alternative, which is the Jamil Show, which or the Jamil Show, which is uh, you know <laughs> that worked out well. <laughs> That's back in history. So. Uh, um, so uh, we're we're gonna do the Jamil show brewing with style, and we're gonna talk about the styles. And and one thing that that uh, you know the feedback we've gotten from uh, you know the previous shows was you know it's great brewing information, it's great you know style information, but you know how do does that relate to the beers that I'm gonna taste myself? You know I go out and you know the, the, our our listeners will go to the store after listening to the show or while listening to those shows. And they'll be like, uh, Russian Imperial Stout. Let me, let me buy some Russian Imperial Stouts and let me taste them. Let me listen to the show. And then they're like, well, is this a good example of the style or not a good example of the style? Right. You know, if so, why not? You know, what's, what's good about it or not? So what we thought we'd do is, is, you know, walk you through that process. We're going to bring in, 
uh, commercial examples, maybe some homebrew examples scattered throughout. And we're going to taste them, and we're going to uh, evaluate them. We're going to talk amongst ourselves and let you listen to our thought process on why this is a good example, what we're tasting, why it's not a good example, why it's well-brewed, why it's not well-brewed, you know, what the issues might be. And uh, at the end, we'll declare a winner. And if that turns out to be a home brewer, that home brewer is going to get a prize. Nice. Send them a sticker or something. I don't know. To be determined. (laughs) To be determined, yes. I think it's a jet ski. Oh, sweet. Uh, Nice. I just thinking. I mean, I saw a jet ski parked out front. I assume that's for the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're giving away one per show, uh, and you just have to be the winner. Uh, So... We've got the uh, the jet ski, uh, and then uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do something like that, and I think we'll we'll have a lot of fun with it. I think it'll be quite interesting uh, because as we go through this material, we're gonna talk about you know the process of of making a great example of a style. We're gonna talk about what makes a great example of a style. All those things we're gonna we're gonna revisit all that material. And I think it'd be fun. Uh, you guys don't seem convinced. I am convinced. <laughs> hey, it's beer. Yep, and it's good. So why not? Yeah, everyone's confused right now. Uh, bear with us. It's it's a whole new show. It's going to be lots of fun. We're going to enjoy this. We're going to have a great time. Well, the listener now can go back and pour the same beers over and over and learn from it. Right, right. You, you, you can how you we can, you can taste along. Exactly. We're going to you know have these examples that uh, you know at least some of my I imagine you ought to be able to find in your local store. Uh, you can you can get those examples, uh, taste them along the the show with us. We have some great commercial examples here too. Right, right. So right, right. And uh, like I said, I, th- I think uh, the the shows we did before were great. As a matter of fact, I was listening to them on the drive over here. I listened to uh, to the, uh, the uh, we're we're going to do American Pale Ale today. And I listen to the American Pale Ale show. I'm telling you, I go four words to describe it. Ray D.O. Gold. Ray D.O. Gold. I was going to say, that's only two words, but you, you made it four. Let's go. It's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, if you're listening to these shows, uh, you know, go back and listen to to uh, the, the sister show uh, that we did earlier. And, uh, you know, it'll be great, great bookends of, of knowledge for this. I so, think I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah. Now that you've got some distance, you can... You can uh, listen what, to what it in retrospect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite uh, quite entertaining. I have to do. I have to point out one thing: the Can You Brew It show started on Valentine's Day, two thousand nine. Valentine's Day. And I just well, wanted to point that out. So. <laughs> Valentine's Day, two thousand nine. We're coming up on three years 2013, later. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that was a long run. <laughs> I think I was only going to last about a year. I figured. Right, I it, it seemed longer than that because I remember I couldn't find a replacement when we started. We were still in the garage at the Rat Pack. Yeah, that's right. I remember sticking to that seat, so it was it seemed like summer of uh, something. <laughs> that's right, it was. All right, okay. So today we're going to be doing uh, American Pale Ale. You know, we'll, we're going to start off with uh, something that uh, we all know really well: American Pale Ale. Uh, John, you want to? Walk us through the uh, the BJCP style guide on that, like you used to do in the old yeah. show, huh? Uh, I don't know if I still have it. I don't, <laughs> you don't like, like a born again brewcaster here. Born, and, born again, yeah. Well, uh, uh, let's a, see. A brief overview. You know, it's it's very clean malt oriented beer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a firm bitterness. 
and their their aromas and aromatics should be there. Um, it's a session beer, very drinkable, mm-hmm. uh, very hard beer to brew well, balanced, and the whole goal is to make it a session beer. Um, you know, it's it's from it's inspired by an English style pale ale mm-hmm. uh, used American hops, and um, most of the time it's got very clean, uh, neutral base malt like a two row, and um, yeah, it's a session beer. Everything's balanced, aggressive, packed with flavor. Enjoy. You drink a lot of it. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think balance is that important part where you've got uh, you've got some malt character, not too not too much. You know, not heavy, not not satiating. You've got hop character. Uh, you know, a, a fair amount. And I think you know the the amounts have been rising as uh, the style has been brewed more and more, especially on the West Coast. But you know, a, a balancing amount of hop character, hop bitterness, firm but not you know IPA like you know yeah. just just a firm backbone, an easy drinking kind of you know, the Americanized version of a session beer, a, a, a five percenter that uh, has malt character, hop character, but you can be drinking pints. You know, if you're not exactly. drinking pints of a pale ale, then it's not a good pale ale, right. I think. Yeah, it's got to be a session beer, a beer that you can be comfortable with and. Uh and it doesn't have a lot of pushback, and it's not mm-hmm. over hoppy, it's not over malty. That is, it's not sweet, mm-hmm. but it's not like overpoweringly hoppy mm-hmm. balance, you know. Right. It's and got the is. best of both worlds, you know. Right. Hops right. and malt. Exactly. And, and ferment. And this is one of the reasons that, you know, so many brewers make it a pale ale, because it's just a great all-around drinking beer. You know, you get, you get your, you know, uh, fix of malt and hops at the same time. So what uh, what examples are we tasting today, Tasty? Well, today we're going to be... What's in uh, Tasty's cellar? Well, I brought in uh, uh, Moylan's uh, Tipperary Pale Ale, mm-hmm. Amir Ponds, uh, mm-hmm. Drake's right. 1500, which uh, I don't know how available that is. Uh, <coughs> certainly available a lot here in California. Right, right. Uh, the Stone Pale Ale, which should be available uh, nationally. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is uh, all-time standard. We're going to have that here right, as well. Right, right. So at least uh, three of those, I think you ought to be able to find in a, in a lot of places, uh, <clears throat> or at least two, and uh, you know maybe more, depending on where you live. Uh, one of the things that we're we're going to be doing here is if you have, uh, let's say, your commercial brewer, let's say your home brewer, let's say you you believe you've got a great example of a style we're going to be doing. It's a little late for pale ale, I'll tell you that, <laughs> but. We're going to post a list of the future shows. We're going to go yeah. through all the BJCP style categories. And if you believe you got a great example and you want to send it into the show and uh, you know put it up against against all the rest, we'll we'll uh, we'll take those in and uh, and uh, we'll discuss them and we'll declare a winner. And oh, yeah. uh, who knows? You could be the winner of a jet ski, apparently. <laughs> Something. Um, yeah, I see one parked out there. I'm, I'm I got to assume it's for the show. Or at least the trailer. <laughs> or at least the trailer that it rides on. Yeah. Or the homeless person sleeping under it. One one of the, th- the three you will win. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. And send those beers in like a week ahead of time so we'll know what we what we have here. We don't want right, to right. It. Unless well, refrigerated, too. <laughs> yeah, here's here's the way I wanna, want this to happen. What you'll do, if you're interested in having your beer on Brewing with Style, uh, you send an email to Scott at the Brewing Network and Scott at the Brewing Network.com. And uh, Scott will take those in. Uh, make sure you, you put a subject matter, brewing with style, sub- and uh, let him know what beer you have. And uh, he will, you know, we, we 
depending on how many submissions we get, we may not be able to take them all. Oh, so you'll say it's okay to send it because we need it, kind of right? Thing. Okay. It's an it's an hour show, so we're yeah. going to try. We don't want, yeah. we don't need twelve. We're drive uh, home. Maybe. Yeah, we're going to try and get a a, a a good representative sample, and uh, you know Scott will work with you on that. So uh, there you go. That's what if people want to send me stuff that you guys don't have time for, but I'm so not discriminating that I'll drink. <laughs> You know, that's fair game, I hate to right? Turn anybody down, you know. We're right, gonna, you want to make them feel good, right? So we'll have at the end, once once the show's over and the microphone's off, we'll have Scott's analysis of those beers that he enjoyed but didn't quite make it on the show. Yeah. That sound it's sound perfect. right? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, that, done. Done. So send your uh, emails to uh, Scott at thebrewingnetwork dot com. Tell them uh, you know brewing with style submission and. Uh, We'll get your beers in and on the air uh, as much as we can. This is a great opportunity for home brewers. Right. I mean, have your beer go against these five commercial examples. Exactly. I mean, and, what, and When did you want that? I mean, that's what you want to go against. Oh, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. See if you got the balls to do it. I, and, I, <laughs> and I tell you, I've had uh, some homebrew examples that I think would be right in here with these these five that we're tasting today. Sure. I think they'd go toe-to-toe with any of these. Oh, easily. Yeah. And uh, you know that's that's what's great about uh, homebrewing. You can you can make one of the world's greatest beers. Yeah, easily, easily. You know, you just need to listen to the Brewing Network yeah. and uh, stay tuned today. And we'll, we'll, we'll and how sure to talk it. about it. Right, right. Okay, why don't we do this? Uh, we'll take a short break and uh, we'll we'll do some tasting during the break. And when we come back, we'll get into what we're tasting and, and why we think something's good or not and whether it fits the style. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, 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 it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. 
And and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh yeah. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. I've had it! I am never putting hops in my beer again! What? Why? It's just too ridiculous! Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're we're tasting with style. I'm with Tasty. And he's got style. Got some left, that's for sure. <laughs> he's got Tasty style. Yeah, I got a little gas. <laughs> left in the tank? No, no. The other part. Uh, oh, yeah, he's got the other kind of yeah, gas. Yeah, the beer, oh, the yeah. beer you know. Well, you have a beer window now. <laughs> Oh yeah! All right. So uh, during the break, we were uh, uh, tasting these these five beers that we have: the the Moylan's uh, Tipperary, the Stone Pale Ale, the Drake Fifteen Hundred, the Deschutes Mirror Pond, and the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And uh, you know, we started coming up with uh, them side by side, same types of glasses. We're tasting them, smelling them. Uh, you know, when they're first poured, as we go through the temperature range, as they warm up. Pardon me. How that will happen? Yeah, um, <laughs> well carbonated beer, <laughs> and you know we we started talking about some of the flavors and characteristics we're we're getting now. Uh, for example, the uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. What are, what are you getting out of that, John? What are you uh, getting out of that, Tasty? Clean and crisp maltiness mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. balanced with hop aroma. I mean, it's just really a clean beer. Fresh. I just get fresh. It's just everything about it's fresh. I noticed that it's the clearest of all the beers. That's yeah. yeah it's got great clarity. 
Yeah. Uh, really good mouthfeel. I like, mm-hmm. you know, always, you know, with their uh, with their process, which I think uh, a big part of that is the whole hops they use. Uh, they get a lot of, like, uh, really a lot of body from the hop layering that they do. Yeah? Yeah. yeah see, I... I think it makes a difference? I think that, uh, you know, from, from what I know and from what I hear from the hop scientists and what I've experienced that, you know, pellets get you more hop character, more, you know, uh, there's, there's, you know, whole hops don't, don't do anything for you. Really? I think a lot of people are surprised that Sierra Nevada is sticking to whole hops. Well, That's impressive. Yeah, they're Because yeah, they're, they're, they're a science-driven company. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they measure something and they, you know, they measure everything and right. they're, they're, they're fanatics about making everything perfect. We need to get them on the show. And, uh, and uh, you know, they've, they've done, you know tests and you know as far as like essential oils and things mm-hmm. like that that you think people say oh are lost from pelletizing and all that you actually get more when you use the pellets than you do out of the whole hops that's what that's the research that i heard at uh hop school recently the guys that make the pellets yeah <laughs> no some uh some uh students from the uh, oh. university of oregon oh wow i do a lot of the hop research oregon so state, they they, yeah. they did a whole or oregon state they do a whole bunch of stuff and I don't know, maybe it wasn't there. It was at uh, CBC or something. I, don't right. know. I go to so many of these things now. I'm I'm a, a well, mover I, and I shaker just... in the world of a fine beer, and I go around. So can I clarify? So yeah. Sierra is using whole hops. Yeah, yeah, they only oh, use the whole hops. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I like that one too. It's got a nice, uh, 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 you know, clean malt kind of character to it. I think the hops are fairly subdued. I think it's the bitterings balanced. I think it's got a, you know, a little bit of a cascadey kind of, you know, background hop character. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, compare it to uh, something like the Drake's fifteen hundred. Wow, one eighty. Yeah, I mean, we'll look at the hop character on that thing. I well, think that's it, a West Coast pale ale for sure. That's a much hoppier. Right. Product. I would think, um, you know, maybe if you're. Uh, you know, Midwest or something. Maybe you think this is an IPA. You could no, you, not to no, no. say anything because no, I'm with Midwest it's friends, true. but yeah. it's got that danky. If you're not used to hoppy, uh, yeah, because yeah, it's still only like a five point five or five point eight percent beer. But the bitterness def- definitely it's dominates intense. the malt, my opinion, and it's just all hop forward. The malt is more subtle in this yeah. one. I think a real clean malt character. Yeah, I love this beer. It's an easy drinker because because of, of that too. It uh, yeah, dry, it's dry on the palate. Dry on the stomach. That is, it doesn't fill you up. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of Tasty's well, IPA. Well, and what's what's <laughs> well, one of, what's, what's one of imita- the, they're imitating the same people I am. What's so. one of the ways that you get that dry, you know, uh, clean malt? Finish? Great attenuation. You want to get that beard, you know, to mm-hmm. attenuate all the way down. Doesn't mean your beard is not going to have any body. You can, you can, you know, your process can say, "Give me body," but you attenuate as you know as far down as you can, right. and get that last little bit, and your beard is mm-hmm. going to be dry and. Get able, to, you know, get your beer to be hot forward without having all that, you know, heavy sweetness in the back. Right. I think uh, you know the bittering in this is actually quite firm, and it's mm-hmm. it's towards the front uh, more so than you know. It's probably on the border of of pale ale bitterness there, and you know the hop character is quite bold for a pale ale. Mm-hmm. So again, like a small IPA or too big a pale ale. Too big a pale. It's yeah. Well, I think it was in a. If you were doing like a BJCP judging, mm-hmm. it, that's what you'd probably write down. It's a little bit too hoppy for a pale, mm-hmm. but you'd probably like it a lot. Maybe a little too bitter. Yeah, I love this beer. I think yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. Right. So I mean, I wouldn't call it an IPA. So it's got to be somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. You judge it as an IPA, you'd say, well, it's not big enough. Well, they have that extra pale ale category oh, at the GABF. GABF, that's different. Yeah, they made a category <laughs> for the people. Yeah. Well, because they'd get like a thousand pale ale entries yeah. and a thousand IPA entries, and they're like, okay, well, we've got to do something to you know cut it down to 750 and 750 and yeah. you know, 750. Right. So uh, that's what they did. Well, and what's, uh, John, do you have a favorite out of these so far? Uh, Mere Pond is actually growing on me as it Mere warms Pond? up. Yeah. It doesn't have the hop aroma <laughs> here in Nevada or the bitterness, but I, I do like the malt flavor. Mm-hmm. Well, to, to me, the Mere Pond is a, I don't know, has a, like some distractions in it. I think there's a, a, a malt they're using that kind of gets outside with a, a malt that I would expect in a pale ale. Oh yeah, maybe like a is, more Munich, maybe or something. It's a, it's a British British pale ale malt, and yeah. I believe uh, they do use some Munich in it. We did a can you brew it on it, and uh, that's right. We and used an English ale. One of us made it. I mean, we actually know the, you know the whole recipe. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, Justin brewed it. I, I think that's right. Yeah. No wonder you weren't. You're trying to erase that from your memory. Maybe we didn't really. T- maybe, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of the homebrew. That's right. right. Oh, I love the commercial brew. That's right. 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 Now, um, I, I I like this one too. It's um, you know it's got a little bit of fruitiness from the yeast. It's got a great malt character without being too heavy. It's it's got a fullness to it, a richness to it, and uh, you know a lot of biscuit and uh, you know bread and uh, you know uh, you know a, a gentle hop character that is still you know quite present. I think you know. I'm I'm not sure you know how fresh a bottle this is, but I think when it's fresher, I think maybe you get a little bit more brighter hop character to that. Yeah, the ester profile kind of cleans up as it warms up to me. Yeah, it's just a little cleaner. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah, it's one of my favorites too. Um, and um, let's see. And then we get the stone. Hmm. The the thing about the stone is um, it's kind of border style. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, it does come across more bitter as it warms up, but you but know, even, you even get a color though. It's got a great. Um, C sixty, it looks like. Yeah, you, you, but you can go, you can go that dark. Yeah, it's just a dark crystal. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's that's within. That's within. I think. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ding it for that. What I like about it is it's really spicy. It's got a nice spicy kind of uh, hop character to it. Mm. You know, almost peppery, and I love that. It's one of the things I love about the uh, epic pale ale out of uh, New Zealand is that spicy character. And and uh, that's made with a lot of uh, what hop? Uh, Cascade. They use American Cascades in that one, the epic pale ale. <laughs> we did a canyon brew on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> what haven't we done a canyon brew on? I don't know. Quite a few. That's two pale ale. The stone is very caramelly to me. It has... Yeah, they're I'm, using I'm a, a darko crystal, like a C60, I think. You can tell by the foam. It's, I think the foam is darker on that one. Kind of well, co- covers the hop aroma. Up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I believe that the Stone Pale Ale, let me pull out the BJCP sheet here, is number two on the style guide category. Uh, classic that example? Is, yeah. Right. So yes. the way the classic examples work in the BJCP style guide, the number one example is listed first, and then they go down the line in in descending order as to what is... Still a good example, but not as close an example as the top one. Right. Hmm. So there is some order to these. So they're they're reading Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is number one. Stone Pale Ale is number two. Let's see here. Uh, Mirror Pond is around like number five. Um, 
Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get any Firestone Pale Ale. Yeah, it's a good beer. But uh, we had a six right. pack, but Justin drank it all. <laughs> That's two digs on Justin. He should be here to defend himself. I know what's going on here. <laughs> well, um, the spiciness of that Stone Pale Ale, I like. I like that a lot. I, and, and yeah, it's, I'm it's, not it's, a fan. Well, it's a little more caramel forward yeah. than some of the others, like the Drakes. I mean, there's very little caramel in there. That's more West Coast. The Stone is more a little bit of a throwback, a little more you know, slightly Midwesty, a little more English. You know, and I've always said this that you know, when you go to the Midwest, you get a lot more caramel in the pale ales. Mm. You know, and if you don't have enough caramel in it, you don't do well in competition. They go needs caramel. If you take one of those Midwest ones and you put it out on the West Coast, you're like, ah, too much caramel needs more hops. And so it's a you know it's an interesting uh, you know dichotomy there. But uh, I I think you know one isn't necessarily more right than the other. I think that they're both uh, still the style. You know, good examples. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think it's in there. That's a very well-made beer. It is. It's very uh, very drinkable. I'm very you know, like it's a beer you could drink quite a bit of. It's their staple beer, right? It's they're known for this beer, isn't? It? Or Arrogant I, Bastard is. Uh, I think they Arrogant is their number one beer. They sell a lot of Stone Pale Ale yeah. and a lot of Stone I, IPA. IPA. I think IPA is maybe their their biggest biggest. I think seller. it's head of the peel. Right. No. All right. Uh, let's do this. Why don't we take a, a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue with this discussion, and we'll declare a winner after this. Hey, Jack, what you doing? <laughs> Playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game, you can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere virtually. Then you can sell it because in That Brewery Game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Yeah. 
When Michael Fairbrother started moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. 
Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Plisé. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying the fine, fine samplings of pale ale from the uh, five really great breweries. All right, so as we left off... Uh, so, on speaking of great, great breweries, how about Northern Breweries or NorthernBrewer.com? <laughs> Our, Our buddy, sponsor. Well, yeah. They've been with us <laughs> for so many Sorry, years. Sorry, I should have thrown you a softball. <laughs> a self-toss didn't work. <laughs> right, self-toss. I, I, I self-toss all the time. I'm, I'm a pro at it. Uh, but Northern Brewer, they you know, speaking of pros, those guys are fantastic. They've been with us for many years, and... You know, they've been there for many years for all our customers, too, all our listeners. They, uh, you know, great customer service, uh, great prices on shipping, great prices on, on merchandise, great uh, selection. And uh, they've just been fantastic. I think, uh, you know, you always need to support your, your local home brewery because uh, our homebrew shop because, you know, without them, I think, you know, a lot of people aren't getting into the into the uh, uh, hobby. And, uh, you know, you need, you know, when you need those emergency supplies, but when you can't find something there, you know, your first, your first thing on the web shouldn't be Google. It should be northernbrewer.com. There you go. You find all your homebrewing needs right there and, uh, support them because they support us. So you get the show for free. All right. Uh, we were going through the beers and talking about, uh, uh, the different characters that we're tasting and, and things we, we thought were good and to style and things we thought were not to style or, or, you know, what, what made uh, something we did like or didn't like. Uh, next one up, up that we haven't talked about yet is the uh, Moylance, the Tipperary. Something happened in the bottle. What do you think? It's kind of. Yeah, there well, is. Well, you know, Moylance is a great brewery, so. Sure. It uh, is. And I've, but I've it had, didn't leave the brewery this way. I've had this beer, uh, you know, at the brewery, and I've had it out of the bottle, and, it, and it's a, a great pale ale. You know, really enjoyable, great malt character, uh, balanced, uh, you know, um, all the things that a great pale ale should be. But this one's got a, a, a hint of vinegar and uh, a little bit of a kind of phenolic note, I think. Mm-hmm. You think it was on the shelf a long time? I mean, has that. Yeah, I can't determine know. the date on this bottle, but uh, I kind of doubt it. I mean, the, the really popular brand and beer, and I got it at a, at a really good bottle shop. So No, I got that one. Oh, you got this one. That's right. I got it. A, a less. Oh, I know that other place. Shelf. Well, maybe uh, was it on the sh- on the shelf under the lights, it or was, was it in the cooler? It was on the shelf. Oh, yeah. well, that'll accelerate any minor problem in a beer. Right, yeah. right, right. So, and and the point being, um, you know, any any bottle product that you picked up, uh, you know, there's there's times when it's not oh, going to yeah. be great. You know, oh, you yeah. want to you want to find your your beer. Yeah. Stored cold, you want to find it, you know, as fresh as possible. Look for those expiration dates. Look for those, you know, bottled dates, and then, uh, you know, and and try and ensure that it's been stored cold. Sometimes uh, people tell me they're like, "Oh, this place, you know, uh, they store the, the all their beers cold," and you know, I get beers cold. It's like, well, it's cold in that fridge, but 
you don't see the giant pile of boxes that they got behind in the back room, the hot back room right, right. before they go in the fridge. Right. Because they, you know, they're not, their inventory isn't just what's in the fridge. Yeah. Or like that one place you're referring to that has, puts all their beer in a warehouse first. Then right. they send it to their stores. Right. Yeah. And then it sits hot in the stores. Right. So it's hot twice and, and then it moves. And then they put it, you <laughs> know. Yeah. running around. They you know, right. give it lots of rides. Oh. So, you know, you, you can't really be certain. Uh, but, what you need to do is know what the uh, you know character is on a, a typical pale ale, what it, it should taste like, and then when you get an example, you know something seems out of the ordinary there. You know, see if you can attribute that to is it just a difference in what you know that brewer's done? Is it a, a flaw in that sample, mm-hmm. or you know you know what is the reason why? You know, and have some confidence in what you're thinking. You know, is it oxidized? Is it, you know, it's like that whole English malt character thing. Right. Where people think oxidized beers, you know, taste more Englishy. Kind of work so. backwards, I guess. Like, you can get an impression of what this beer was when it was fresh. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, what else do we have here? Did we do Mirpon? We did. did mm-hmm. We talked about them all. So. We talked about the other ones, yes. Yeah. Well, and Scott, you've, you've been sampling and... And fairly quiet there. Um, well, it's remarkable how different they all are. It's really incredible, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They're all the same style, but they're all such different beers. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's why you can't go in and say, oh, give me a beer. Or you can't go in and you know, and you say, well, yeah, all right, yeah, you should be asking for a pale ale or an IPA or a, you know, a stout or something. Yeah. But even then, yeah. you know, you say, yeah, give me a pale ale. It's like, well, you know, it ranges so diversely you know some of them will be great some of them may not be to your tasting yeah and your your craft drinker buddy or your your non-craft beer drinker buddy the guy you can't convert because he didn't like one pale ale doesn't mean he won't like another right exactly it's remarkable there's a a world of difference between something like a i think a mirror pond and maybe a a drake's 1500 or even the stone uh, you know those yeah. three they're they're completely completely different mm-hmm. one person would can only like they say one of those or right. would prefer you know one one over the other and be different each person i like all of them <laughs> yeah i mean I, if you have a tap it's room you, know, you want to have you yeah. know either, one either i'm an alcoholic or uh well, no. just appreciate just, the spectrum a broad mind <laughs> yeah. can't, it can't be both <laughs> yeah well yeah that's probably that's probably the fact well there's a lot of you know a pale's pretty hard style to make right because mm-hmm. you know it's not very big beer so it's going to show you know everything that's in it and everything I include, not just the ingredients, but the process and the handling and the packaging and all the all the stuff on the cold side, uh, is going to make a big difference in the beer. Uh, and, uh, and that's why, I mean, you could have basically three breweries that make essentially the same, you know, almost exactly the same beer, but by the time it gets to your you know, your faucet at your favorite uh, watering hole, uh, you need like, you know, three or four different pale ales so the customer can come in and get a beer that he really suits him well. Just drinking. <laughs> well, drink, drink. no, I think I think that's uh, absolutely right. You know, and it's interesting, like we're saying, the diversity you know that that you have here, and that all of these I think fit fairly well within the style. I think the one that's yeah. the outlier maybe is the Drake's fifteen hundred. Definitely, that's the one that was like ah, but I, I I don't think they really care that it's you know. No, they don't. Care. In the middle of the style guy, that's that's not their, you know. And most most commercial brewers don't care. No, I'm saying it's it is what it is. Categorize it if you want, but um, I don't either. Because if uh, this is well, 
This is what I would order. I would order 1500 if I would. Right, right. I would pass on everything else because I just like that beer. But mm-hmm. I probably like IPAs more than like I like PLs anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm really just sneaking into the next style. It's so. to your palate, and that's what yeah. you like. Right. 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 Well, and that's that's how we drink. You know, we don't drink by style. We drink by, you know, yeah. what we like. I like that, right. yeah. Um, but I, I still think it's interesting because, uh, you know, the, and it's interesting for, uh, you know, the listeners, if you want to enter in to competitions and do well, you need to understand why the Drake's is not, may get dinged. You know, why, if you're trying to, you know, hone in on that, you know, award winning American pale ale. Why is that one a little bit off to the side? It may do better on a West Coast competition. Probably would fail miserably in a Midwest competition. Oh, easily, right. yeah. Uh, you know, the Stone, um, I think that would do better in a Midwest. And maybe not as well on a West Coast if you were, if you were you know, targeting that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's, you know, like John was pointing out, a little more caramel-y. Uh, you know, more amber ale. Uh, <clears throat> fuller and richer. Well... It's uh, you know kind of a, a cross there, yeah. But I, I think it's a it's still a good example of the style that's you know definitely there. And I actually think if I had to choose, I think that's a better example of style maybe than the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. <laughs> They've uh, gone past. See, it. this is definitely a Jamil style. <laughs> <laughs> I've had your Pale Ale. <laughs> it's a similar brew. Mm-hmm. I get back to the Moylan, so I I just keep questioning does the. The beer just seems stressed, and then the breakdown of those malts going on. I right. just, it's just fascinating how age and stress to a beer can really affect the ingredients in the beer, mm-hmm. you know, over time. Right. It just seems like that beer just kind of broke down. It almost seems like the crystal malts kind of just seems, I don't know, the esters and everything just seems kind of st- stressed out. Something funky's going on. I don't know. Well, and that's a good reason for breweries that... Uh Want to see their beer on the show in a non-stressed <laughs> format? Sure. Could contact Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. and uh, fresh examples. And, yeah. and then, uh, then you're, you're competing with fresh examples. So, you know, no fault of Moylan's. We, we ended up uh, yeah. needing to pull some something together uh, real quick here and, uh, and just went and got whatever example we, we, could, we could find. Uh, you know, like I said, I've tasted it before. Uh, you know, they make great beers and... You know, we just got a got a bum bottle. It happens from time to time. All right, so we said we would declare a winner out of this, and uh, we're doing a three and a half star system, right? Or a three, four star? <laughs> no, right? no, no, no. I'm well, it's just no, they're no, just the winner. One. Everybody else is second place. Okay, right, right. Perfect. Well, oh, we could rank them. We, we could say it's like, oh yeah, it's a classic. It is a classic example. It's a forty-two point beer or something. Yeah, if, if this if this was uh, a competition and we were ranking these. You know, where would we put these as far as, if we were BJCP judging these beers, competition-wise, what would the winner be? What would be our second place, our third place? How would we rank these? Tasty, what's what's your number one? <laughs> well, I would score the uh, 1,500 high, mm-hmm. but when it got to the mini best of show round or whatever... Whatever the nut cutting time is, they would get thrown out immediately because it's say it's it's too too hoppy. Right, right. Well, what would you be your next one? If well, you, my if next you think would it be, may not be too, would be too probably be the stone, the stone, the stone IPA. Right, yeah. right. It's a great, great beer, stone and it's very pilot. interesting because of that extra uh, flavor it's, character they've right, added, the, which is a good thing to think about. Light, light, light beers, pale ales, mm-hmm. blonde ales. You know, you got you had very few places to to make an impact with the beer, and of course, the impact is what 
people like in beer. They like, like to taste. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to make sure if you choose your malts correctly, and of course everything else, hops, water, yeast, That's a, you're going to, you know, have a better chance of making something interesting. The stone's a little bit, maybe a little too bitter for paleo category. Uh, my palate's different because I don't get much bitterness. Oh, really? Yeah. I get in the finish, I get kind of a, a little bit of a minerally, and then when it dries out, I'm left with bitter. Could mm. use a little more crystal or leftover. I think a little less bitterness. Yeah, less bitterness. Style. Yeah. Hmm. It's a long, bittering finish. But, you know, I had that as, as, as my number one, but I don't know. All right, John. What's your what's your number one? Uh, Sierra Nevada. The Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just like the uh, freshness and the aroma, the malt aroma, the hop aroma, uh, the clarity, the presentation, carbonation level is nice. I mean, it's just a all around clean, great beer. And then I would probably follow Drake's after that, just because of the presentation, the freshness, the hop character. Yeah. But, I like the stone, but <sighs> how do I? How do <laughs> How do I put this delicately? Um, you know, it, it it doesn't have as much body uh, as, say, the Stone or the Mirror Pond or the Moylands. Um, and it doesn't have the great clean malt character that really comes through on the Drakes. You know, on the Drakes, it's, it's, it's dry like that, but it's got that malt character that really comes through more so than than on the Sierra Nevada and it's got the hops I'm like wow yeah I really like that Drake's so you know and maybe this isn't the freshest bottle of uh, Sierra Nevada either because I got it the same place I got the Moylands so so you have to so you have to excuse me maybe that's why you know it's it's uh, not doing as well because I've had you know fresh Sierra Nevada and it's you know, it's great beer. So you like the balance of the stone better? It's, it's, it's <sighs> the overall impression of it? Hmm. I mean, it's just more interesting. And, of course, like I said, I'd order the 1500 right. anyway. Right. But what, what do you think, Scott? What, what would your favorite be? I like the mirror pond. I like the, uh, the fruitiness of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, the thing is, I don't know if I would pick that out if that was the only beer that I had in front of me. It's, it's quite obvious when you have other examples and you have... Mm-hmm. pros in your ear telling you that the fruitiness is there but i just don't know if i if i'd be able to pick that out mirror pond is a really unique flavor it's one that you might if, if you've had it a few times you would probably be able to pick that out as a, being a mirror pond it has a really unique yeah, flavor. a lot of a lot of biscuit malt to it uh it's got Minerally, that, uh, and that wlpo2 yeah. english ale uh ester to it mm-hmm which I kind of like, actually, because right. mm-hmm. Pale always has that ester profile. It's a really well well made beer there too. I mean, well, all right, so we need to throw a little bit of uh, I'm so you know, torn. How how well a beer is made as well. Yeah, yeah this is a tough one to do, start. Do with. we all like different ones here? Yeah, we do, right? Yeah. Well, they're all good for one. Yeah, thing. I mean, uh, you know, you can't knock any of them. Hmm. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> I think we're stuck. I'll go with you, Jim. I didn't. I didn't plan for this. Uh, yeah, we could have a tie. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, we got to declare. I'm not sure a winner. we could even do that. We got to declare a winner. All right. So, okay. unfortunately, well, let's get it down to two. through through no fault of uh, Moylan's own. Mo- the Moylan's is is last place because there's a problem with the bottle. Right. Okay. Um, I would say Mirror Pond fourth. Clarity issues. Right. Right. Carbonation this, issues. This was, uh, Seems like it was a little hot. Cloudy for some reason. 
It's clearing up now that it warmed a little, up. A little over history. Oh, that's a good beer. It is good. Though. That's a good beer. <laughs> wow. I know. What an impression, though, of five different you know American pale ales. I mean, <laughs> let's start off the brewing with style with one of the most classic craft beers. Define the industry. American pale ale. What would you say that was the cleanest beer fermented? That's where those are all really well fermented. Yeah, these okay. are. Also, there's I don't I don't think there's any flaws in them. I think they're different yeasts. I think there's different fermentation characteristics. I think they're all really well made. That's what's making it so hard. And they're all good examples of the style, except for the Drakes. Yeah, it's out on the technicality. I love Drakes. Yeah, they're out on technicality. I love Drakes. I love the people. I love uh, the beers they make. I think they're fantastic, you know, all across the board. But I think they're... Yeah, I think TKL. It's by far has the best hop aroma. Right. Too much. Too much, because it's bigger. Too much bittering. But it's right up Tasty's Corner, though. It's right there. It's a great beer. But... I, I gotta say that's number four. Uh, what does the style guy does it say? Like probably says moderate hop aroma, right? It does I, say g- moderate. I gave you a copy of this. Moderately yeah, large. Yeah, yeah, no. you, you can't read it. I'm not BJC. You're not allowed to read it. I don't believe. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't well, believe. Usually it. moderate to strong hop aroma. Moderate to strong. Oh, make, wait a minute. What's the ABV range of pale ale? ABV range is four point five to six point two. Oh, this is five point five. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's 48 IBUs. What's the range on that? 45. Oh, over by three. <laughs> over by DQ'd. <laughs> DQ'd. <laughs> well, <TK. laughs> sorry, good friend John Martin. <laughs> right, right, right. Next good friend. And that beer works perfectly, though, here on the West Coast. So. Right. Um, well, you know, gosh. It's, again, it's the beer I would order. Four. It's on the edge. It's on the edge. Oh, I don't four, know. It's only three IBUs over. Yeah, and you don't really. I mean, who knows? You know. Uh, I don't think the, that's the, they could say it's 40, 48 on the bottle, but by the time you know you open it, it may be forty. Right. You know, it's, it's IBUs dropped. Yeah. From right. solution, real quick. Right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. What are well, we? What are we going to have fourth place? Drakes. Drakes. Yeah. <laughs> too hoppy. Yeah. It's, a, it's too firmly bitter yeah. because it's, it's so dry. It's coming across more bitter than right. it should. I but think. it would take the extra pale ale category for sure. Oh, hands oh, yeah. down, yeah. Would, uh, I, now I tell you, I would I would order a pint to any of these or a pitcher, oh, yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> a pitcher, pitcher for sure. <laughs> well, just for yourself. Uh, yes. The hell with you guys. <laughs> All right, number five or number three. Working away up from from. Five to, to the winner. <sighs> tough, tough. Mirapon, Pale Ale, Sierra Nevada. Mirapon. You say Mirapon. Yeah. Tasty, what do you say? I'm going to go with Stone. You go with Stone. I'd, be, I'd order that if I couldn't get, if I couldn't order the uh, 1500. You go with I'd them. order the Stone. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, Number third three. Place. Third place. Oh, third place. Oh, I'm sorry. The next. Uh, the, I'm, I'm going to have to say uh, Mirapon. Uh, Mirapon. Now, Scott, you like the Mirapon. I do, but it's sort of, like, the, sort of like fat tire meat to me, you know. Like, yeah. Well, the question here isn't it's, it's, what we like, right? The question is what's closest to, to style, right? Well, it's a classic example, and we're yes. talking. We have three Close. classic examples remaining. Yeah, and we're yeah. like uh, yeah. you know, nitpicking mm-hmm. here about some really good beers. 
It's so hard to not pick Sierra so as the as the classic pale ale style, right? It it tastes right. the cleanest well, to me, yeah. which I don't know anything. Well, about. Well, but we got to go with these examples right here because the Moylan's got got you know last place because of what we're talking about right here and right in front of us right now. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, My vote's mirrored for third. I'll, I'll agree with John. Why not? He knows. He knows what he's talking about. Cave into pressure. Yeah. Cave into pressure. All right. I paid Mir- him off. Mirror Pond third. <laughs> Although I think that's really good. It's great beer. Um, you know, I would actually having it in Oregon. Is uh, I, I almost had that. You know, Sierra Nevada is third. Oh, really? Yeah. Heartbroken. Really good. I think. I think. You know, it, it, it's a, a heat stressed bottle. I think it's it's wow. our fault, you know, not having a fresh bottle. The problem is not all these came from the same place, and the good ones know, came from these work. are good variables. <laughs> right, we'll, I got we'll it, fix man. these as we go, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and if we get fresh examples, then it's it's much easier. I think we'll be able to rate our retailers pretty well here. We, right. We got that down. <laughs> yeah, we got that down. <laughs> we'll have a retail section. On it. All right. So now, uh, what's number two? Flip a coin. Stone. Sierra Nevada? I don't know. What are we saying here? Well, I have Sierra's two and Stone is first. And uh, fifteen hundred honorable mention. <laughs> I'm 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 with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Anyone else? Yeah. You you, you guys have Stone uh, Scott's second. not a big fan of the Stone. Take another drink of that. And you have and you have uh Sierra first. I have Sierra first. yeah. I, I just, just for the classic pale style, the, the one in front of right. me right now, to right. me, tastes the cleanest, mm-hmm. and it's got a little dankiness to it, but it's mm-hmm. not super hot for it. It just it's the most classic pale ale of the five in front of me right now, in my opinion. Hmm. John Stone second. Why? It. I don't get the hop aroma. Yeah. I don't get. I don't get a. Oh, I got a real spicy from that. I just don't get it. I, um, it's too caramelly for me. Yeah. Um, I think it could be drier. It's tough. It's tough. I, I like the beer. It's. I just yeah. If I'm as a home brewer, I'm just trying to think. What is, it was my goal to brew this beer? And all, mm-hmm. all I can think of out of the five is like I'm going for a cross between Sierra and Drake's somewhere in there because I want that hoppiness, but I want that right. all cleanliness. Right, right, right. No, I'm with you. This the 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 stone is kind of full. It's, you know, if it was fuller, it'd be too much. Right, and it's, and it's teetering right there for me. Mm. So. Okay. Well, I, I hate to say this, but uh, it's uh, me and Tasty against you and uh, Scott. And since <laughs> Scott is is really he's a half, I'm questionable. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna declare the uh, Stone Pale Ale is the winner, right. and Sierra Nevada is gonna have to come in second. We'll, we'll throw an honorable mention to Drakes. And a, uh, a apology sure, like to uh, most. apology to Moylan for not for, getting yeah, a better it's not their fault. better bottle. Yeah, uh, so there you go. There you have it. You got your winner, Stone Pale Ale, and you know we have one and two. Uh, and like I said, the commercial examples: Sierra Nevada is number one, Stone Pale Ale is number two. Uh, just shoots us down in there, uh, but uh, an excellent set of beers, and I think a good discussion as to why uh, we we liked one over the other. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, we are going to uh, take a short break, and when we come back, you're going to hear "You Got to Buy This." Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer presents "What If Homebrewers Ruled the World." Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. 
Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. Capital, capital. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. 
This is Brewing with Style. Oh my God! I'm enjoying the new the new uh, rejoinder there. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, oh, we had such great time doing those shows. I absolutely loved. I told you this before. I absolutely loved doing those shows with you. I thought that was. We were, we were doing some good stuff, and I just enjoyed. I mean, when we were talking, I was passionate about all this. And <laughs> that's the other thing. I listened to uh, the, the shows, and I was shocked at the information that I was giving at the time. I don't know what it was. I thought that today I would know more about beer than I did back then. In fact, <laughs> I know about the same amount. It's just different now because I've learned new things and apparently have forgotten a whole bunch of stuff because I was like stating sources. Oh yeah, you're right. I was like, well, you know, Michael Jackson you're said right in book mode. You know, I was I, I just had all sorts of information. I was I was just kind of shocked. Where where did all that go? I I had you no listen to your own show. To I know. I had no recollection of half the stuff I was saying. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That's that's a great little. You should maybe there. stop writing because I think when you write, then you said, well, I can forget it now because I just look it up in the book. Right. I put it. Well, right. that's what I ended up doing. At one point, I'm just like, uh, I need to look in the book because you know, yeah. Now I've replaced it with how to. Uh, how to uh, beat up a contractor for a better price on your master your skills there huh? <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's uh, we'll, we'll, we have the uh, uh beat up your contractor shows uh coming up uh, soon on, uh, oh, on yeah. the brewing network yeah, that's uh, right. near you going pro series yeah. all right so now for a segment we like to call you gotta buy this all right so the the uh, story on this is one of us will bring in a beer that we feel is so good that everybody listening should go out, find it, buy it, drink it, enjoy it. it no we, questions asked. Well, uh, you know, the person bringing it in is saying, look, you're going to love this beer. You should. It's worth your money. Spend some money on it. Go, go, go get it. What I've poured for everybody today is really a favorite of mine I first learned at the Rogue uh, Ale House in San Francisco. What it is is a, uh, a blend of... Uh, Rogue Chocolate Stout and uh, Rogue's Hazelnut Brown Nectar. About 50-50 blend. It's a good blend. It's They complement them. It's, it's fantastic, well. oh, yeah. I think. It's, it's, it's great chocolate, the hazelnut. And I've always liked the chocolate hazelnut porter. But this is, I, I, I think it's a, a really well-made beer. And it's kind of cheating, I guess, with, with being a blend. But, <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's... It's like goodness in, two, two different goodness in there. It's going to be good, right? Yeah, it's like you, you, you take two good... Two great beers and combined, I mean, I think you get something really fantastic with this. The aroma is like provocative. It makes you want to kind of dive in there and, you know. Oh, it's just, just real and, then, and then the chocolate just kind of right. yet explodes. Yeah, it's dry enough. It's sweet enough. It's got a sweet enough character, but a dry enough finish, a great balance, a great mouthfeel. I think this is a beer everybody should go buy. I think everyone go buy this. And it's actually buying two beers. It's buying the Rogue Chocolate Stout and Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Pour fifty fifty. I I say you'll love it. How, what what do you say? Okay, let's start with uh, Tasty's giving me the stink eye. No, I don't care. Let's start with please say. Oh, you, absolutely. Go buy this. It? Blend it. Have it for dessert after dinner All with right. your wife. So I I got the I got the one vote from yeah. please say. I, I taste still giving me the stink eye, Scott. <laughs> 
What do you say? It's fabulous. What, what do you What do you say? With your half a vote, you say it's fabulous. Yeah, you're which, almost which, talking me into you need a full vote. But well, if I say it's fabulous, that means it's just okay. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it's, it's only half of fabulous. All right. Oh, you like it, huh? Yeah. And Tasty said, "Well, you take two things that are good and you blend them." But that's mm-hmm. that does doesn't always hold, right? I mean, you can't take a dill pickle and ice cream, but it. It has to work, right? It has well, to be yeah. complimentary. Right, right, and I, right. I know you take that as a given, but not everybody does, you know? Right. Uh, it's it's amazing. Well, I think the sum of the parts, is, or the whole is much more than the sum of the parts in yeah. this case. Right. I think it really, they, they work together beautifully. Yeah. You know? All right. Tasty's only well, slightly giving me the stink eye. Are you not a fan, Tasty? Really? No, no. It may not it, no. be his cup of tea. It's just my not my style of beer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll find it on another show. On every style, I'm not going to like. Right, right. So Absolutely. you know, but uh, you know, just now I can, that gives me the chance to like not fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, just a little little thin to me in terms of the mouthfeel mm-hmm. for a beer of its of its stature. I mean, I can't see through it. That makes me think it's going to have a lot of like a lot of malt character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you get a lot of malt character. I don't think you get a lot of malt sweetness and body. Oh no! Well, but there's a lot of character there. A lot oh, of yeah, growth, no, no, it's amazing. Of, yeah, it's amazing character. And yeah. the aroma is just oh my god, it's to die for. It's a, it's definitely a dessert beer. You can right. get the raspberry cheesecake out, and uh, you wouldn't have to order coffee afterwards. This is great. Mm-hmm. Well, with a beer with this type of adjuncts added to it to make it balanced and drinkable, and you know that's not easy to do, <laughs> especially as a home brewer. Hazelnut, they got the chocolate mm-hmm. flavors coming into it. And stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's, I think it's great. So, uh, so we'll take that as a is that a half? I would say buy it. You buy it. All right. So we got a, a full <laughs> three and a half out of three and a half possible. I think it's a oh, panty no. dropper too. That'd be a plus. Oh, plus no plus. kidding. There you go. Dessert for the lady friend. And uh, you know, look up the tasty method on uh, yeah <laughs> YouTube or uh, <laughs> get her like a pint of that, right. and then start looking at white and go and look at that while she's drinking it. Come back. <laughs> And you can please her in many different ways right, while she's drinking it. All right, great. So uh, another fine show. I think we're I think we're off uh, to to a great start. If you're listening live, stay tuned because we're gonna we're gonna do our Russian Imperial Stout is the next uh, show we're gonna do. We're doing uh, uh, Old Rasputin uh, from North Coast. We're doing uh, Eel River Raven's Eye. We're doing uh, Black Xanthus. We're doing Drake's Draconic. Lagunese Imperial Stout and uh, Black Flag from uh, I think it's uh, Beer Valley or something up in Oregon. I I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Anyways, mm-hmm. stay lot. tuned. We'll be we'll be on that uh, next. Uh, and if uh, you uh, are listening uh, on the archives, that's going to be two weeks. Till then, uh, check out the Brewing Network store. Lots of goodies in there. You'll buy those. That's going to support the Brewing Network. Check out our great sponsor, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Till then, Bruce Strong. And often.